You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, this Friday morning. Now, let's turn to our next guest and topic of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're talking about the mandatory reporting of child abuse, uh, as the mandatory reporting of child abuse bill will be introduced to LegCo next Wednesday on the 14th of June. And the bill will include uh, some mandatory reporting regime for child abuse cases and also provide training for relevant practitioners for early identification. And for comment, I'm really delighted to be joined by Carol Sito, the CEO of Save the Children Hong Kong. Thank you so much for joining us once again, Ms. Sito. Good morning. Thank, Thank you, Noreen. It's great Thank to see you there. again, Carol. Uh, we are also live on Facebook, so I'd love for our listeners to join us there this morning. Now, first of all, um, uh, what does the bill include and can you sort of share your thoughts on this proposed legislation? Yeah, uh, this mandatory reporting of child abuse uh, uh, proposed bill was introduced uh, last week. It's in the Gazette, and then it will be presented to Let's Go on the 14th. And it's a bill that is uh, long overdue. We are uh, so excited to see this big milestone uh, for this to go through the Legislative Council. So uh, what the, the bill entails, the proposal is uh, for three types of professionals, for medical professionals, for teachers and also social workers, the the ones that, you know, are, you know, in, in a position that they engage a lot with children and they may see something and may see suspected child abuse cases uh, for them to uh, report. And it becomes mandatory when this bill passes through uh, to report to, to police, to the you know, social welfare department, so that these cases, these suspected cases, can be properly investigated and then the intervention can be done. Um, for us, is an extremely important uh, first step, and I will call it the first step, uh, because to have this law reform and to have this mandatory reporting send a signal to our society that we cannot tolerate child abuse. Violence on children is not acceptable. And, you know, what is right versus wrong. I know, you know, this legislative process will, you know, take a long time. In fact, when it came out in the news last week, they say oh, it may take 18 months. You know, it depends on the, the, the amount of debate to pass this bill and then to get everyone ready to have training and guidelines and, and support system. But 18 months is just too long. Every day that goes by can mean that a child suffering from child abuse can go unnoticed. Uh, as you can imagine, and you know, child abuse issues are very serious in Hong Kong. <clears throat> it went up over 50% in the last two years, and it's uh, very saddening. And it's widely believed that the, the figure, the over 1,400 registered number of child abuse cases in Hong Kong are underreported. And it's because we don't have a law like this, because it's all voluntary. People can turn a blind eye if you see, you know, a, a child or suspect that a child is being abused, but you don't have to do anything. So this law is very important. I really urge the legislative council uh, to pass this bill as soon as possible. Yeah, Carol, you mentioned something so interesting about, you know, figures uh, being higher last year, but also it being actually <laughs> underreported. Now, I, I don't think anyone would argue against better uh, protection for children, uh, especially against, you know, child abuse. But some professionals um, ha have said that, you know, the roles covered by the legislation are perhaps not well equipped uh, to make these judgments. And uh, they worry about this tendency of over Reporting. Uh, what are your thoughts on this concern of over-reporting? 
It is true. And uh, uh, last year, the government, actually two years in a row, they did the public consultation. Uh, and we also submitted our, our opinions. And we hear from the medical professionals, uh, the three types of professionals, right? The, the medical people, the social workers, the teachers, they're saying, you know, I don't know what to look for. What are the symptoms? So the government has said actually in the bill that they will provide uh, um, training. Uh, workshops <clears throat> to all these types of prof professionals so they know how to uh, identify these cases. The thing is, is uh, it is reporting. Once it is reported, then there are professionals that will properly investigate these uh, cases. So I would expect that there will be over-reporting because the new law, you know, and, and these professionals become liable and say, hey, I don't want to go to jail. I don't, go, I don't want to get fined. Let me report. And you may have multiple of these professionals engaging with the same child and everyone is, you know, trying to report. Understand that. Um, so what is important then when this, this bill is, is, um, is passed is that the system is there, that actually the people who are tasked to investigate, the police, and then there's actually a multidisciplinary team usually that investigates these cases. That is beefed up and they have the cap capacity to actually handle the increased number of cases. And if you uh, know if it's, you know, verified as real cases, then you also need to have residential homes. If the children need to be taken out of their homes and they need to be placed somewhere else in, in foster care, that capacity, that system also needs to be strengthened. Yeah, it comes down but to the capacity. I think, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, these can be debated, but the, the, the important thing is that at the center of this bill is the best interest of the child. We talk about a well-being of the child. And so I just, you know, really urge let's go, you know, let's pass this bill, uh, but make sure the system is there to strengthen, is strengthened to um, um, manage um, the, the implications of the new bill. Yeah, I think because another concern is that people are worried because there's an over-reporting of these cases that, you know, you're not getting to the real cases uh, by sort of deciphering through these suspected cases. Mm -hmm. But your point is it's better to over-report and to really de uh, designate more resources so that these children are protected and it's better that, uh, you know, it comes to light. And it's true. I mean, um, exactly. my, my youngest goes to daycare and um, he, he had a bump on his head and immediately the teachers noticed um, when I brought him fr from home to school and they asked me, um, where did he get that bump from? And I thought that that's very interesting. You know, nobody's ever asked me, you know, where that bump came uh -huh. from, from a child. Um, but I understood yeah. why they asked. And, you know, as a caregiver, as a parent, um, I was glad they asked that because they noticed mm -hmm. that something was different. Uh, well, you know, th there was a there was a bump on that's his right. head. That's right. There's a bump in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that it was actually yeah. comforting to, 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 to know yeah. that you know, those caregivers, those teachers knew knew, uh, wanted to, to, to ask about it. Um, now, mm. some abuse is more sort of obvious than others, you know, uh, physical abuse. and But, you know, there are also different ones that, you know, should we tackle ones that are less obvious, such as verbal abuse? You know, that can cause a lot of psychological damage as well. How, where do we draw the line for that? Uh, this bill actually covers physical abuse, sexual abuse, psychological abuse, and also neglect. And in fact, I would always stress that verbal abuse is psychological harm. And it's actually, uh, you know, if you look at figures, it's only a few percent. Then but there must be more, be more than that. 
I think there needs to be, uh, you're absolutely right. Um, sometimes verbal abuse, psychological abuse is uh, harder to detect because you don't have the bruises, you don't have the bumps on the head and, and, and everything, right? But there are symptoms that you can look for when the child is in distress. A lot of times, uh, you know, when the child experiences kind of psychological and verbal abuse, they will withdraw. You know, they you can see, you can start to see self-esteem issues and maybe they have uh, anxiety and depressive uh, um, uh, uh, symptoms and you know moody and they have behavioral problems. So these are signs that you can look for. And we as a society should actually raise awareness that verbal abuse, uh, using humiliating words and belittling your child, saying you know you are rubbish, you are no good. You know these verbal abuse is psychological causes psychological harm and it can have long term uh, ramifications on the child's well being. Um, you see, actually, there's research showing that the, the the child, when they grow up, they have self-esteem issues, their self-worth issues. They have uh, anxiety and depression disorders. They have behavioral disorders, uh, maybe addiction problems. So, you know, we cannot underestimate the impact of verbal abuse. Absolutely. Um, we should be building these parent, uh, these children up. We should, you know, resort to positive parenting. Sometimes, mm. you know, a- another concern that people have is that uh, sometimes we, we live in a society where people think corporal punishment, you know, smacking the bottom or smacking the hand uh, may be a- acceptable. How do you distinguish between, you know, um, a-, a smack here and there and actual physical abuse. I mean, to the child, a smack is a smack um, and it can be very damaging e- either way. So, you know, we're not condoning um, corporal punishment. And, and, and I know that at Save the Children Hong Kong, you are a- absolutely at zero tolerance. I- explain a little bit more about your idea and, and sort of your thoughts on, on um, you know, corporal punishment. Yeah. Uh, in fact, actually, last month we, we we released a survey on corporal punishment and asking the public, you know, what do you think this is the right way of disciplining our child or not? And then, you know, uh, uh, half of them still say, you know, uh, yeah, this is the wrong thing to do. And then the other half say, no, maybe this is this okay. And for me, it's quite you know alarming because corporal punishment is actually a risk factor for child abuse. Uh, research has shown that uh, things can escalate. You know, sometimes it's hard to control when your emotions run high. Uh, you know, slapping in the hand, and once you start, it can, you know, get much worse and it bec- uh, becomes an abuse case. So for us, you know, we started to talk about this law of mandatory reporting for the professionals. For us, safety children, we always advocate actually the ultimate goal is total ban of corporal punishment in all settings. In Hong Kong, it is prohibited in schools, in childcare centers, but it's allowed in the home. And we see that actually sometimes with our traditional values, some parents still think it is okay you know, to slap the child and, uh, and hit the child. Um, you know, we need to discipline them. They're not behaving. Um, but 65 countries in the world actually have this law to totally ban corporal punishment in all settings. And I think Hong Kong should also follow suit because again, it sends a signal to society that, you know, we cannot hit the children. If you think about in our positive parenting classes, right? We always start out asking the parents like, what do you envision for your child? What do you want to, you know, what do you want to see in your child when they grow up and what the success looks like for you? And if you start, you know, as a parent, as behavior, you're hitting, you're using violence on children. Is that what, is that how you want to set an example for your, for a child when they grow up? 
do you want them to always resort to violence to uh, resolve issues with their peers and with you know other adults and children? And if that's not the example you want to set for the children, then you know you use positive reinforcement, and that's a much more powerful way of、uh, parenting. Yes, you're absolutely right. Because when you hit a child, or when you well, when you hit someone, you're reacting in anger. And when you're trying to teach your children how to sort of control your own emotions, you have to set the example. You walk away from the situation, and by hitting them,、um, you're teaching them that it's acceptable for them to do to do the same. Because if you're telling、yes. them you can't hit someone,、um, but you're hitting them,、um, that's also、um, <laughs> a, a negative、uh, thing in, indeed. Now,、uh, very quickly, Carol, we've only got a few minutes left before the news. Can you share? Some、uh, tips on positive parenting because it starts with the parents really,、uh, and to build their own、uh, self-confidence and self-esteem that they can do a good job and they don't need to resort to any sorts of、uh, corporal punishment.、Uh, what are some examples of some positive parenting that you can share? Yeah,、uh, in our positive parenting workshops, you know, we, we run them, you know, with the parents, and we also have child protection workshops with the children. Uh, for the parents, especially these couple of years, I mean, we engage with a lot of low-income families.、Right? Understand that there's a lot of stress in the society, in the families. You know, when they, especially when they face、uh, financial issues and housing issues, so that that impacts the adult and also the children. And we always stress to the parents that you know, use positive reinforcement. Always actually try to talk to the child first. You know, if you become angry, if you think that you know you、uh, the the child is misbehaving, take a deep breath. Don't you know pause. You know, just count to ten. Take a deep breath before you do anything. Calm down first. Talk to the child. Understand the situation. What is happening? Help the child actually express his or her feelings. Are you being angry? Are you sad? You this you saw something you didn't like. What was the situation there? And you try to problem solve together. Rather than actually go straight to hitting the child, and also because times are changing and there's so much stress in the environment, you have to do extra to make sure the child feels that he or she is cared for and is loved. And the third thing that we mention a lot is self-care for the parents.、Um, sometimes we forget that you, know, you have to take care of yourself first. Do some yoga, do、yes. some well-being, do some meditation, do some sports, hang out with your friends. Unless you take care of yourself, your own well-being, it's hard to take care of the rest of a family, and the burden is high. You know, we understand that. So take care of yourself first, and that's a very important thing to do. That's a wonderful note to end on. Carol Sito, the CEO of Save the Children Hong Kong, thank you so much for your time and for your sharing、uh, this morning. And all social medias are wide open, so you can follow Save the Children Hong Kong on their Facebook page and and go onto their website to check out their latest news. Thank you so much indeed for your time, Carol. Thank you, Noreen. Bye bye.